It's part two of our Florida Panthers season preview here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today, we're going to discuss what tier do the Florida Panthers belong in? How many points will Mackie Semeskevich finish with? Will Lundell take the 2C? And is Matthew Kachuk a heart finalist once again? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in once again to a special edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNAHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So Florida Panthers fans, we are once again one day away from the Florida Panthers taking the ice against the Minnesota Wild in St. Paul. And very thankful to be bringing you an ultimate Florida Panthers season preview. This one is part two. If you have not had the chance to check out part one, it is already on your YouTube and podcast feed. And speaking of YouTube, we are currently 11 subscribers away from 600. So make sure to go to the YouTube channel where you'll see media availabilities, some YouTube shorts, and of course, episodes of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. You won't get the YouTube shorts and the media availabilities on the audio side. So that is an incentive. Uh, for you to go on ahead and subscribe to the Lockdown Florida Panthers uh, YouTube channel. But we are going to continue our conversation uh, of discussing and previewing the Florida Panthers season with my fellow guest hosts, Nick Fairbanks and Jacob Winans. I want to get to our next topic, which it's funny because there's been... You know, with the Florida Panthers making the Stanley Cup Finals, some people think that, you know, they just got lucky or caught lightning in a bottle. We've heard we've heard all the things this offseason for the Florida Panthers. Of course, losing some complimentary pieces from their from their team, as far as Radko Gudis is 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 definitely a big one for the Florida Panthers. Uh, but also, multiple sites have put tears as far as which team belongs where. And Daily Faceoff and The Athletic um, list, list some of these tiers. The tiers are cup favorite, cup contender, playoff caliber, insiders, outsiders, long shots, lottery, and lottery favorite. So both of them have the Florida Panthers as playoff calibers, not cup contenders and not cup favorites. So is it too low? I'm not going to say it's too I'm not going to say it's too high because I don't I, I that's obvious that it's not too high. But is it too low or is it just right? I'm, and I'm going to I'll start with this one. I think I think it's I think it's just right for for the Panthers. But we have seen this before where this is a team that is not going to surprise anyone anymore. They are they are a team that when you see President's Trophy, getting used to a new system, still having the some of the core pieces around 
even though they bring in Matthew Kachuk in exchange for Jonathan Huberdeau, you see that there there's a leadership there. There's there's guys who are who have been through the 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 battlegrounds of a, of an of a Stanley Cup postseason as well. And what I'm and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna there's gonna be some growing pains for this team once again. They're gonna go through their adversity once again. But it's going to be a different type of adversity. I'm not sure if they're going to fall off after a four and one and one start, something similar like last year. But I still think this is a postseason team, and that nobody is going to. They are in that echelon of teams who are going to be challenging others. I mean, hell, they have 12 nationally televised games. That speaks volumes for this team as as far as what they built. So I think. It's just right, but to not be surprised if something happens once again. So let's start with Nick on, on this one. Is it too low or just right? Too low, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the fact that the team now, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take your line. They have 12 national games and, you know, you have a market up in Canada, Montreal, that I don't think got one game. So I think that everybody knows what this team is now about and the fact that they were able to adapt and turn their season around and actually make a run like they did. I think, I don't think it can be replicated, but I do think that they have a better chance probably this season because Boston's weaker. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't see the Rangers changing all that much. Um, Islanders, they're going to be the same. They can't score goals. They're going to play defense. The only team that a lot of people are scared about or talking about still are Tampa Bay because you don't know what you're going to get out of them if they're going to you know, rise back up again. Uh, I don't believe Toronto is going to be any better, to be honest. I don't think on paper they've gotten better. People are afraid of New Jersey. We'll, we'll see on that one. Um, so out of all the teams in the East, I still think Florida is one of the top, and I think they still have a good chance of not only going to Eastern Conference Finals, but – if they have to play Carolina again, that that I think will have – I think that series will be much closer than what we had uh, this this past postseason. Um, I think it will go six or seven. This one should have gone six or seven, but unfortunately um, Matthew Chuck had a few things to say about that. And, you know, hopefully Florida gets the bounces again. So I, I think it's too low, to be honest. I, I think they are in that cup contending here Jacob I would agree I think I, I think we I, I think we are a cup contender I would not say cup favorite um I personally looking at this roster I I don't necessarily think this is the year they they win the cup uh, and that's not a knock on this year's roster because all it takes is one good run um but I, I think um I think the east runs through Carolina looking at their team on paper at least that's the best team in the East. Um, and, and we got through them last season in, in a, in a conference final that was just razor thin margin. Uh, and, and they did not have uh, Andre Sveshnikov, who is arguably their best offensive player. So I will give them, I will give them credit for their roster construction. I think this is probably, um, this is really the last year from a salary cap perspective where they can afford to load up the way they have. Um, and the same goes for Toronto. They're getting to that point. Uh, Tampa is starting to crumble. 
um, a little bit when it comes to the salary cap. So I think the Panthers are in a really great position salary cap wise to be in a good spot uh, when there's, there's going to be a a couple years. I feel like at least a season or two where the, the absolute elite teams are in the East are starting to, to feel the, the salary cap crunch and the teams that are on the rise are not quite there yet. And I think that's when the Panthers are in a position to pounce. Uh, when when the Boston's, Tampa's, Carolinas, New York Rangers start to to feel that strain, and then the the um, Buffaloes, Ottawas, Detroits are not quite ready uh, to make the jump. I think that's where the Panthers really uh, take over the East, and I don't think that's this season. Uh, but to say they're not Cup contenders, I, I think that would be that'd be too far. Um, they've they've won a President's Trophy. They have. Been, they've been a wild card team that just squeaked in and went all the way to the cup final. This is a team, if you really think about it, last season, that was their first deep playoff run as a group. It's been first round exits and a second round sweep. They, until last season, this this core had not won a game outside of the first round. Um, it, it was their first real experience making a deep run. And I think uh, it takes a couple of those. Uh, I, I think this, this season, they're going to make another deep run. I don't know if they're going to win it all. I don't know if they're even going to make it to the Stanley Cup, but I'd be shocked if they don't make it uh, to the second round uh, and make that a really competitive series, no matter who they're playing against, win or lose. They're, I think they're going to play at least at least 12 to 15 games of playoff hockey again this year. Could be more, could be less. We'll see. But I think this is a team that's going to make a deep run. They're going to play a lot of playoff hockey. And all it takes is a couple bounces. You never know what the injury situation is for other teams. It's a team that that we're now in a window with the Panthers where every year is a year that they're going to contend. Um, you don't know how many cups you get out of that. Uh, you you just you just hope you get at least one. But we're we're in a we're in a window now where they're a contender every single year because uh, it's a core that can get into the playoffs and make noise. Um, so I think I think for me for me I think coming out of the Atlantic side I don't see any team that's really on paper at least better than the Panthers coming out of the Atlantic. Um, Tampa, Tampa's going to struggle. Uh, Toronto, they got better on paper, maybe. Um, but I mean, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it, it, I, I know what it's like to get your hopes up every year uh, with on paper, and then you, and then the uh, same old story. And I think that's really what Toronto is just going to continue to do, personally. Um, and, and the Metro, I think, I think you got Carolina, and we'll see what New Jersey's about. Um, but, but for me. Panthers are our top three, top four team in the East, regardless. So that, that puts them right in a contender spot. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Daily faceoff has Boston, the cup contender status. Uh, don't, don't know if I agree uh, with, with that one. Who uh, are their centers? So, <laughs> is Charlie, well, I think Charlie Coyle is going to be playing 25 minutes a night. That's yeah. not a recipe for success. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Hey, Hey, they were, they were up three, one against the Panthers when, uh, before Patrice Bergeron came back. So that's a lot of the points that I've heard <laughs> that I've seen when people try to explain that as, as, as well. So, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, that's why that's got why a great defense. I'll give them that. Yeah, we'll just it, see if they can score goals. Yes, correct. Uh, so that is definitely a good point as well. We're going to pause this conversation between me and my fellow guest host, Jacob Winans and Nick Fairbanks for this edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast to tell you guys all about sleeper and the NHL season is finally here. Have the Florida Panthers 
Will the Florida Panthers have the season we've been yearning for? I absolutely love the NHL. I know you, know you do too, and that's why I want to tell you all about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Kel McCarr, and even Florida Panthers like Matthew Kachuk and Alexander Barkov. Just pick more or less on stats of, for these stars on stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Panther fans. A hundred times a payout on sleepers, so start paying attention and get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for detail. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. And do you ever feel like your brain is getting in your way? Sometimes balancing a job, a side hustle, being out with friends and, and having a social life. Sometimes it can get in your own way and sometimes it can be overstimulating. Like, you know what you should do? What's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and, or, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get 10% off your first month. Once again, visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNHL. Let's go to our next topic as far as as far as in in the world of Florida Panthers and let's go to one of the the rookies um and let's go with Mackie Semeskevich. How many points will Mackie Semeskevich finish with? And let's start with Jacob here. Um I might get some hate for this because I I might be lowballing him a little bit. His skill, he's got some real skill. Um but for me, I'm going to put him right around like 32. Um, and that I could be way off. He, he could he could click he, on that second line uh, playing with Bennett and Kachuk and just absolutely explode and have a great rookie season. Uh, not necessarily a Calder season because he unfortunately is a rookie in a year that includes Connor Bedard. Um, so that's, that's not really Leo Carlson, Billy Carlson, Zach Benson. Uh, Exactly. Tons, tons of great rookies this season. Uh, kind of unheard of how much rookie talent there is this year. Um, so, which honestly for Mackie, I feel like that kind of helps him. Uh, you just fly under the radar a little bit. You don't have to be the 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 biggest the biggest star on, in the rookie class. You can fly under the radar, be a complimentary piece, and, and see where that leads you. But for me, I'm going to put him at around 35. Uh, I think he's, as a rookie, it's not going to be super easy to get points. Uh, if he's going to get power play time, he's going to have to earn it. Uh, and that's where a lot of rookies uh, really find their offensive game early is power play time. And the Panthers are a team that have a lot of power play weapons. So it's going to be tough for him to earn those power play minutes. Um, but I would not be shocked to see him finish with a, a season 
uh, almost as like Frank Vetrano numbers, maybe a, a 15 goal, 20, 20 assist season. And that's, I think that's perfectly reasonable. And uh, I think that that would be a good start to his NHL career, but I'm going to put it right around 35 points. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to call it 15 goals, 20 assists. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he gets, I hope he gets even more. Uh, Jacob, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm really in the 30 to 35 point range. I don't want to put too much pressure or too much emphasis on his point production. I just want to make sure that number one, he learns the NHL game. Um, and then on top of that, he learns how to play with the talent that the Panthers have. So the fact is, is that he might be starting on the second line is huge. Uh, you know, he'll be playing with Matthew Tuchuk, hopefully Sam Bennett soon enough. Um, you know, I think Tuchuk will be the facilitator. He'll be the guy down low. Bennett will be looking to pass or even shoot plenty himself, but I think he'd be a good complimentary piece. So if he stays with that, that second line most of the season, I'll push it up to about 40. I could see him being a 2020 guy. Now, if he goes down to the third line with uh, Lundell, um, I could see him being more of maybe like a 15 and 20 kind of guy. Uh, just because I think he'll learn more of the game from Reinhardt and be able to play off of Lundell because Lundell is kind of opposite of, you know, Alexander Barkov. I feel like he's a little bit more selfish. He'll want to take more shots, but he's also smart enough to know when to pass the puck off. And maybe Sam Miscavige has a better shot. Um, I'll have to see it live to let you know, but um, 35 to 40, depending on what line he plays most of the season. Um, power play time, it's going to come down to injuries for me. If there's um, multiple weapons hurt, I could see him getting some time, but I don't think this is the season to put him on. Yeah, no, and, there's, uh, there's there's two things there's two things with that, um, Nick. I want to I want to piggyback on that point. There's two things with that the the power play time, but also the uh, closing out games. Uh, rookies tend not to get those empty net opportunities either, yep. um, and not not a bad thing. Uh, just not necessarily. A, the, the most responsible thing to put a, a rookie into those six on five situations. It's almost a penalty kill. So yeah, I don't expect him to get those empty net uh, cheap points either. Um, but Hey, you know, starting on, uh, if he gets to play in a line with Bennett and Kachuk, uh, definitely some open ice for him. And, and I feel like uh, the physicality won't be as much as it'd be on another line. Cause those are two tough customers where if you touch our rookie, uh, he, <laughs> he might be eating, he might be eating a glove in the face. So yeah, I just asked no Jacob Slavin. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. And uh, so I, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say 40, 40, but I'm going to say 15 and 25, not not quite 2020. I think I think that's a little uh, ambitious to say uh, 20 goals for Mackie Samuskevich and for uh, seeing some power play time in practice. I know it's practice versus the game um, being on the bumper position. He's asked about he was asked by the media today about how he feels about being in that part of the um, part of the ice. And he said that it's a, something that a, a place that he's played in college, something that he's uh, he is, he is used to that he can get accu accumulated to once he, once he plays a few games in the NHL and also spoke about um, mentorship with um, Anton Lundell, because he is the most recent Panther as far as, uh, as far as getting into the mix of the of the NHL game, so definitely looking up to him. And of course, Paul Maurice was also asked about that. And also, the it's not so much when it comes to relationships as far as coach to player, but how important it is player to player um, as far as as far as getting a feel of each other's game and all that stuff. So, 
we're we're I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect Maxi Semskevich to play second line minutes for a good um a good majority of the season. So I think it's gonna I think he's gonna get his opportunities. Um when 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 push comes to shove and you need a guy to close out or or a a, a last minute goal, chances are you could put Nick Cousins back there as, as well for for those situations because Palmer's can just pull that out of his back pocket for for a guy who's been there done that. So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 15 and 25 and 40 points for the rookie Mackie Semaskevich. So next question. Um and I think this will be a good one for uh Nick as as well uh here. And I'll I'll go first before I hand it over to Nick for this question. Will Anton Lindell take the next step towards the two C? And my answer for this is no. Um, and I think and I think that I think he's gonna have a big year, but I think that the fact that the the first move when Sam Bennett wasn't what was hurt was to put Lusterine in there. Uh, says a little bit of something, but it also says something of the flexibility of wing to 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 center. But I also think that move also says that you want to make sure that your center depth one to three is in good shape as as well, uh, because we're not used to seeing Anton Lindell on the wing and um, and, and all. So I, I think that I think that. If if it comes if it comes to an, another injury situation with Sam Bennett, we are going to see Etulu Sterling back. But we shouldn't be surprised if Anton Lindell gets a few of those minutes based on the injury situation. But I don't. I still don't think this is the season that Anton Lindell t- uh, officially takes the the two two C for the Florida Panthers. What says you, Nick? I agree with you. I think right now where he's at is that he's with Reinhardt, and I, they've been paired together for the last couple of seasons. So I'm, I'm very happy that he's had a consistent line mate. Now it comes to the question of who can they put on the other side. I mean, um, they had Marchment, who was great on that line. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you put E2 with them during the playoffs and everything, and it, it worked out as well. But I think what Lundell's going to have to do in order to take over that 2C is number one, he's going to have to get a little bit more physical um, because yes. so, that's something that Bennett brings um, that outside of the fourth line, nobody, Barkoff wasn't really doing that. He's not, that's not his game. But I think that there's that element that needs to be there. If he's going to play with the Chuck, he's going to have to have some sandpaper to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing too is that I would love to see uh, him actually be able to. I guess differentiate himself from Barkov in a way. Uh, you know, we've always dubbed him as Baby Barkov Jr., but I also want to see him be able to become his own player. And I don't know if that time is going to be now. I think that's going to be probably next season when we get more clarity on what's probably going on with Sam Reinhardt's contract situation and probably what's going on with Sam Bennett if he can stay healthy and also – you know, maybe the Panthers have to move salary. Maybe that might be a contract, you know, like they rumored last year that they might have to move uh, in the offseason. So um, I'm going to say it's going to be one more season before he probably takes over. For me, I'm going to say I'm going to say no as well. Um, but I think it's more because that second line, I think I, I think uh, the second and third lines this season are really going to be a 2A and 2B type of situation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those two lines are as deep as, as they've been uh, since the president's trophy winning season. Um, I, I think Lundell, he, like Nick said, he's tied to Reinhardt. So if you have Lundell and Reinhardt as your third line, the Barkov is, is obviously the first line and Kachuk is obviously the second line. So unless you're going to roll a Lundell, Kachuk, Reinhardt, which I, I don't see that happening at any point. Um, that's Lundell is, is strictly a third line center. And that's not, that's not a knock on him. It's just the quality of depth that the Panthers have. I don't think you want to split up him and Rhino. Um, and, and if at two is more versatile and can slide into that second line role with when Bennett is out, uh, because he does miss a, a, a chunk of games every year. It's just, it's unfortunate. Um, I wouldn't call him injury prone. I think it's, it's just a product of his play style. He's, he's reckless. He's physical. He puts his body on the line every every time he's on the ice, preseason or not, and that's where his injuries really come from. So, not necessarily injury prone. He's just that's just how he plays, uh, and that's something you have to live with. Um, but for me, yeah, Lindell's tied to Reinhardt. Uh, you want to keep giving those guys those third line matchups because uh, being on the third line, they're playing against other third lines or other second lines or other fourth lines. You're not necessarily getting those uh, those top those top line defensive matchups. So. Uh, gives them the freedom to to produce offensively. Um, so no, I don't think he takes it. I don't think he takes the two C, but I do think he puts up his most productive year as a three C. Uh, I think this is going to be a career year for Lindell. Um, I, I think he will really uh, earn his way into more power play time, uh, become more effective on the power play, and when he does eventually take over that two C, he's going to have to be more physical. Uh, he's going to have to gain some weight. And he's going to have to eventually prove that he can play. He's going to have to eventually prove that he can play with guys other than Sam Reinhardt, because uh, we haven't really seen the production um, outside of lining with with Rhino. Because uh, even when he moved up to Barkov's line, it was him, Barkov, and Rhino. Um, so it, it, when we have to see what he can do outside of Sam Reinhardt, uh, who's kind of been his uh, his safe space uh, since he's been a Panther, and it, it's perfectly fine. He's what twenty one, going on twenty two years old. He's super young. Uh, we've got time. Um, he'll have his most productive year yet. He was a monster in the playoffs, um, but not yet. Not yet a two C. We're not. We're not there yet. And we have the luxury of of having Sam Bennett in between him and Barkov because Lundell and Barkov are so similar. Uh, having them as one two, it's almost you're not really giving the other team anything different to look at. It's really it's really the same thing. Yeah, and and. Credit to Paul Maurice for recognizing that as far as um, as putting guys together, even even probably was watching some tape about when when Lundell was with Sam Reiner and, and that line with Mason Marchment um, as, as well the year prior and all. And of course, needs to up his physical game as well in, in, in order to and and all. And there's a lot of third lines with 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 when you compare them to Florida and you look at Florida's and you say, you know that's a third line that I would definitely uh, take over over a lot a lot of teams in the National Hockey League. Which once again we've preached all offseason about the Panthers' top nine just being um, just being the 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 biggest strength of of the team as well. We're going to take a pause of this conversation between myself and my guest host Jacob Winans and Nick Fairbanks to tell you all about Jace medical and the jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use all it takes to get a jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board certified physicians get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment related questions doctor created doctor recommended don't be caught unprepared 
Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Once again, get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout. Um, next one, we will discuss uh, w- will Matthew Kachuk be a heart finalist again, and will he top 100 points again? And I will go first on this. I'm going to answer the second question. Yes, he will top 100 points again, but he will not be a heart finalist again because I think in the situation of the Florida Panthers, we won't we won't see. I don't think we'll see a situation where the Panthers are scratching and clawing. I think they're going to put themselves at a good pace where they don't need to be playing playoff hockey every single night. And as far as, and I think there's also going to be other guys around the National Hockey League who are really going to going to really take their team to possibly newer heights as far as uh, point production as well. I, I, I see, I can see a Jack Hughes being a heart finalist th- this year. I could see a Jason Robertson being a, a heart finalist this year. And, uh, we and by default, Connor McDavid is likely going to be a heart finalist this year as well. So, but I don't think it's going to be a knock on Matthew Kachuk on his ability and, and his him being worthy of it. But I don't think it's going to be uh, in 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 the top three of being a, a of that. So, so Nick, will will he be a heart finalist again? And will he top a hundred? I think he will be a heart finalist just because of the impact. The reason why I say this is because I honestly did not really see the impact uh, of him coming to Florida until probably January, February, right around all-star time. I mean, he's a household name in the NHL. I mean, his dad played, you know, his brother's here and everything like that. But the impact that he made on this organization was so – it was so impactful. It was just that the fact that he put South Florida back on the map basically by himself. I know Barkoff and Huberto were trying to for the last couple of years. They just couldn't get the job done and they couldn't push the team forward. But he did in one season and he turned the attitude around. Um, he is this team right now. And I think if he continues to play that he the way he is, he'll still be there. And the NHL will want to gravitate to him they'll want to gravitate to um you know uh what's his name (laughs) mcdavid they're going to want to go to you know matthews and stuff like that they want the personalities they want the people that have the identity of those teams and that's why i think he'll be a heart finalist um and as far as 100 points again i think he'll just eclipse it i don't think he'll be at 108 that he was last year i think he'll be probably at 101 or 102. Oh, you're muted, Jacob. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to put him slightly under 100 uh, for me. Uh, I think he he gets close. It's going to be high 90s. Um, I, I think he I – I, I won't say he overachieved last season. Definitely definitely not that. Now, this is Matthew Kachuk. That's what he is. Um, but I think I think uh, sometimes the, the, the stats, it's just a lot to 
those numbers are a lot to maintain a hundred, a hundred plus points every year. That is tough to do. Um, and we know he's not the the most electric skater. Um, so he doesn't necessarily have the speed going for him. Um, and it's not a knock on his game. I, I feel stupid almost uh, critiquing his game, but um, I, I think, I think uh, the power play is not going to be quite as, as uh, lethal without Montour and without Ekblad. Uh, so he may not have as many power play points, uh, at least in the early part of the year. And I also think he got, I won't say lucky, but um, I think with his play style, he didn't miss nearly as many games as I thought he might miss due to injury and it, not anything necessarily major, but he's right in front of the net. Every game takes a ton of bumps and bruises, takes a lot of cross checks, a lot of, a lot of the gritty stuff pucks hit him all the time. I think we were very fortunate in year one that he played as many games as he did. Uh, I wouldn't count on that again. Uh, hopefully nothing major, but uh, he, he plays a, a tough gritty style. Um, if he were to miss, five to 10 games this season, it wouldn't shock me. And that makes it tough to get over that hundred point mark. But um, I, I would say hoping for health and hoping for above a hundred points. But if he misses a handful here um, and, and the power play production is not quite as, as, as uh, effective as it was last season, I think 95 to 98 uh, across a 70 to 75 game season for him. I think, I think that's fair. And to think that he played 79 games and got to 109 points, but two of those games that he missed was in, was not due to injury. It was yep. due to the suspension that he had after <laughs> what happened in L.A. back in, in the uh, early part of the season in November. So sorry to remind you guys about that. That game was ridiculous. That was yeah. just – I lost so much respect for Jonathan Quick that night. <laughs> That's going to do it for part two of this special Florida Panthers season preview edition of the show. And make sure to check out part three that's going to come out later today on your podcast and YouTube feed as we continue this Florida Panthers season preview discussing so many different topics as far as will Barkov win the Selkie and score 40 goals, which blue liner will lead the team in goals for the Florida Panthers and we are going to also fill out our Stanley Cup bracket and who wins the cup and where the Florida Panthers finish. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stuart Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>